I just forgot. I just forgot all of my vocal training. So fa la ra mi do. Yeah, I'm way off on that one. Yeah. Welcome in. Welcome into the show. Yeah. Good evening and welcome into the Sunday edition of Talking Trek Live. My name is Ultimate DJs. I'm your host, and this is Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Welcome into the show. Good evening to you. OG Gala is here. Gala, can I ask why your uh, why your meme right there has vampire teeth? <laughs> like, like, for real. Lots of freckles, red hair, and vampire teeth. Yeah, just curious. <laughs> Welcome into the show, everybody. Good evening to you. Let's see who is partying with us here tonight. Let's do a server sound off, shall we? And welcome in, and here we go. Craig Hermes is the first one tonight. Service 30 and 43 in the hizzy. Welcome. Scaly back on 193. Haven, 27 and 43. Ignacio also on 27. Good evening to you, and welcome to the show. Baden on server 140 and 43. 43 is the hot spot right now, isn't it? Yeah, Pico, gotta love 43. Having fun starting over. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun over there. Truck and Chick on 26. Welcome in. Narvalin on 22. Welcome into the show. Yeah, Bernard, 28. Good evening. Shade 85 on 18. Trash Panda on server 15. Good evening to you. Steven Zarin on 129 and 43. <laughs> Killer Centaur, server 25. With my wife, Killer Phoenix, he says, on server 30. Welcome in. Morius, APAC server 194. Welcome into you, sir. Bella Morte on 27. Kess and Lieutenant Razik on 15. Tevin Moza, server 20. I Beglin on 32. Data Systems Technical Chief. On server 27, good evening. Get a Rob job on server 8. Welcome in. Boogie Board on 13, Misty 16. Karkin on the Progenitor server, that's 15. Andrew on server 148, welcome into the show. Nostromo on server 30. Inch High Private Eye on 197. Hank, 15 and 43, twice the fun. Uh, the Bear, Wicked Witch, and Dunk all on 15. Jayberg joining us on 32. Good evening to you. Vulcan Death Grip repping server 14. Omicron on 16. And uh, Pico on 13 and 43. Good evening to you guys. Welcome in to the show. Good evening, Andhani on server 19 and 43. Lots of 43s in here. Lots of 43s. Good evening to you, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, good evening to you, Fartasia from Elcars 2.0, gracing us from server 190 uh, this evening. Good evening and welcome to you guys. Welcome one and welcome all. Good evening to you. My name is Ultimate DJs and this is Talking Trek Live. Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Welcome in to all of you. Let's get uh, started tonight. We've got a completely full slate. Got a lot of stuff to get to. Oh no, where's my notebook? I had a notebook full of stuff. I may have... <laughs> where's my notebook? <clears throat> I'm going to have to go. It's probably still in my car. It's not snowing. Uh, no, it's actually extremely warm over here today. I'm sitting in the garage and I'm sweating like a moose right now. Uh, good evening. Welcome in. Let's get to our stupid news and find out what exactly is going on in the world around us today. Stupid news! Yeah, let's find out. News! News! I think I did, Scaly. I think I left it in the car. I'll have to go get it in a second because it contains my research for today. 
It does. I've got research, and we got stuff that we're going to talk about today. So let's first get into our stupid news here. You know what? I'm going to send. I'm going to send a text message to one of my boys. I'm going to be like, "Hey, go get my notebook out of the car." Except I can't type nearly that fast. Hey, get my black notebook from the front seat of the car. See, I think I text pretty quick. And bring it to me. See, I think I text pretty quick. That was good. I did. Yeah. Hey, let's find out what's going on in the news. Uh, TV watchers. TV watchers are saying Little House on the Prairie. Guys, this is a story that's going around the internet. Don't know if you heard this. Uh, Little House on the Prairie. They foreshadowed this global pandemic. They did two episodes about a typhus outbreak called Quarantine and Plague. Did you guys hear about this or even see this? If you happen to watch Little House on the Prairie, the similarities are creepy, like super creepy. All the toilet paper is gone at the general store, okay? There's no sports, and they're all watching some weirdo breed tigers. This is a real thing. They saw it coming. Little House on the Prairie saw it coming, just like The Simpsons. The Simpsons, I have often found, is an accurate predictor of the future. I'm telling you, that's a thing. You go back and you look at uh, all the stuff that The Simpsons predicted, real stuff. Uh, Britney Spears is in the news, revealed that she burnt down her uh, home gym six months ago accidentally when she knocked over a candle. Luckily, though, she is used to uh, burning sensations after being married to Kevin Federline, so she's good. Former former U.S. Olympic coach Maggie Haney was suspended for eight years for verbal and emotional abuse of her athletes. Haney denied the allegations and said she's going to miss coaching those no-talent losers. Yeah, that's what she said. She's innocent, though, I do believe. Joe Biden jumbled his words and called for economic intercourse. Did you guys hear about this? This is not political. This is just me making fun of somebody who said something funny on national television. Yeah, he called for economic intercourse during an interview. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. Appreciate that. There's Landon, ladies and gentlemen, bringing me my black notebook, except he snuck up on me and made me pee a little bit. Hey, bring back a roll of toilet paper, would you? I think I may have also pooped. Uh, Someone. (laughs) All right. Joe Biden calling for economic intercourse (laughs) during an interview with CBS. Uh, Somebody should warn him, though, that the last Democrat who had uh, economic intercourse was New York Governor Elliot Spitzer, and he had to leave office because of it. Although, in in all seriousness, no, I'm being serious. I seriously doubt he meant to say economic intercourse. Although, although, there could be a point to that. The banks have been screwing us for years. So, I mean, it is is possible. Maybe that's what he meant. A Colorado man hit a $1 million jackpot twice in the same day this past Friday. Yeah, did you hear about this? Twice in the same day. People think it's a feel-good story, but anyone who likes gambling so much that he had to play again the same day after hitting a $1 million jackpot, I don't think he's going to have the money very, very long. I'm serious. Um, he won a million bucks. That What's that? That's what it says. I want to recheck that one nah. because it's not true. Nah, I don't care. It's in the news. I'm, re- I'm reading it. Call me, call me fake news. Hashtag fake news right here. AMC Movie Theaters released a statement saying it's no longer going to show any movies by Universal Pictures after the production company released Trolls World Tour online during the lockdown. They pulled it from theaters and did it online. Uh, I didn't make it through the entire statement, though. There were too many previews, so I didn't get through it all. But 
Oh, yeah. AMC, the same chain that is filing for bankruptcy, says, we're going to eliminate 30% of the production companies by not showing your movies. <laughs> right? Super smart move right there. Felicity Huffman's daughter, Sophia Macy, has gotten into Carnegie, uh, Carnegie Mellon University all by herself. Ladies and gents, just one year after her mom was busted in the college admissions scandal, uh, yeah, she's going to be working as a janitor right on the main campus. So we're really, really pleased that she was able to get in all by herself. Um, no, that's not true. Not true. <laughs> she did. She retook the SATs and got into Carnegie Mellon University. Not to be outdone, Lori Laughlin's daughter has been admitted to Carnegie Hall after buying tickets on StubHub. Yay! Congratulations to her. Finally, <laughs> finally, uh, your last one for today, CrossFit founder Lauren Jenai. Am I saying that right? Jenai? Call me Forrest. CrossFit founder Lauren Jenai is planning a June wedding with her fiancé, Franklin Tucker, who is currently under house arrest while he awaits trial for murder. Yeah, the happy couple is registered at Bed Bath & B Block. Uh, <laughs> I'm serious. He's on house arrest for murder. But they're getting married. Every dance at the reception is going to be the electric slide, thanks to his ankle bracelet. The electric slide. Yeah. And there is your stupid news, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome into the show. Appreciate you being here. Yes. Love is blind, Omicron. You got it. Thank you. <laughs> Landon just sent me a tip he said, or a text message. He said, are you serious about that TP? No, I'm not serious. Not serious. I already cleaned myself up. All right. Good evening, ladies and gents. Welcome into the show. And uh, your mics are potted up. Welcome to the Sunday night edition. We got a lot to uh, we got a lot to do. We got a lot going on here tonight. Um, and uh, we do have an interview guest. I want to uh, welcome him here just in a couple of minutes. But first thing that I want to do is uh, Re, uh, revamp, or not even revamp, but revisit our last episode very quickly. Uh, this will just take a couple of minutes because I promised you guys I was actually going to do research. And uh, and I don't know if Gregor's here. Gregor, good evening. Are you here with us this good evening? Doesn't look like he's actually in the room. Uh, Gala, I know that I was actually talking to you about this a little bit this past week as well. We were talking about last week the best systems to grind reputation. And we were talking about the best systems to do it for each server. So I did the research, and I was kind of hoping for an easier way to do this. Instead, as I'm sure some of you guys know, the only way to do it is to actually go in and view every single system that carries traders and then scan them. <sighs> hmm. That took a long time. That took a long time. I was not pleased with the amount of time. <laughs> yeah, you got it, Battle Droid. I was not pleased with the amount of time I had to spend on this research. But I did it. I did it, and I have for you the results. So, we, uh, Gala, you asked a question last week also that said, if I'm a new player joining the game, what faction should I join and why? And I answered you and said that I believe that most of the game is built around the Federation, right? Yeah? Okay. Thank you for contributing. <laughs> it is late in Barcelona. I see her in the room, but she's probably like half passed out. Anyway, we talked about... Yeah, I'm here. There you are. Good yeah. evening. We talked about Federation Hello. probably being uh, the one that the game was kind of mostly geared around. Um, I didn't realize how uh, how dramatic that was. Guys, let's, uh, let's talk about it a little bit. So for grinding uh, Federation rep... 
I told you I was going to give you the best systems at, say, 30, 35, and then roughly 39 to 40. So we talked about it last week, um, the upper-level grinding system. And by the way, this is before dark space, okay? This is in normal space. Anybody can get to it um, if you have a, a high enough warp ship. Uh, the number one system to grind Federation rep in Klingon space, you got it, Haven, is Tygo Core. Tygo Core, level 39 veteran transports, by the way. And these are a little bit these are a little bit more powerful guys, but again, you take down your proper grinding crew, uh, you take down Chen, you're going to do pretty good. All right, a level 39 veteran transport is 4.4 million per mob. Uh, it gives away 7,100 faction points. All right, that's fa Federation faction points. The level 40 veteran transport is a 4.7 million a 4.7 million mob, and gives 8,070. Okay, 8,070. Uh, Dur, now you're talking about uh, Belarus. That is a Federation system. Okay, Belarus is a Federation system, and I checked that, and we're going to come back to it in a second. Uh, in Klingon space, the best place to farm Federation faction is, in fact, probably Tygo Core. And, and here's why I did that. I also checked out Ursva. I checked out Lankel, and I checked out Feban. Okay, I'm probably not saying that right. Um, but even in, in Feben, all right, P-H-E-B-E-N, the level 40 veteran transport is a easier mob. It's only 3.3 million, but it only gives 3,056 Federation points. Okay, 3,056 Federation points. No Darth Skywarp. I didn't warp to every system. I already have them all explored, so I was just able to go in. But I still had to go into every system and look, look up the data, write it down in my notebook. All right, my notebook's full of numbers. So uh, in Feban, which, by the way, is probably your second best location, your second best location, 3,056 Federation points for a level 40 at 3.3 million. Okay? You got it, Steven Zarian. The trouble is Tiger Core is warp 53. If you don't have a ship that can get there, Feban is the system for you. All right, it's the next highest one at 3,056 faction points per level 40 hostile. 3.3 million on that mob, okay? Uh, those are your upper... Now, there's one other system I want to share with you, which is Ursva. Ursva is pretty rotten, okay, as far as faction points, but I am going to go ahead and, and expose this little behind-the-door secret. It's not really a secret, just a lot of people don't, don't know about it, but it's not a secret. In Ursva, which is the little uh, system kind of northwest of Kronos... Okay, it has level 40 and 41 uh, hostels. They do have survey and explorer ships in that system. They are 40s and 41s. Uh, I think there's also 39s in there. But here's the special part. You got it, Jayberg. The special part about Ursva is that it gives four star parts. Okay, four star parts, broken survey parts, broken explorer parts in Ursva. Okay, so if you get to triple lock like myself and reputation is not a concern for myself, then I'm not worried about the faction points. I'm actually doing my dailies in Ursva so that I can get the four star parts. Okay, I can't refine them. I'm only a level 33. Okay, only a level 33. I can't refine them, but golly, I'll start banking those. I'll start banking them. They're in Ursva, four-star parts, guys, and you will need parts post-Ops 38, okay? Uh, by the way, guys, we're still talking about grinding Federation rep. We're going to get to it. The level 35 system that I think is best, and you guys can argue with me uh, a little bit if you want, but, again, I checked them all. I think, and I'm not going to say this right, but G uh, Jiwoopa, 
G, thank you, Battle Droid. You got it. G woo pa. That's what the Klingons say. G woo pa. That's the system. G woo poo. Poop. Go poop. G woo poop. Anyway, that is the system. Oh, I gotta go poop. <laughs> I gotta poop now. The level 35 players uh, or level 35 hostiles, okay? Level 35 hostiles, that's your best spot. Those mobs are pretty easy. A level 35 is going to get you 527 power on the ship and 580 faction points. A level 36 at 720 faction points and a level 37 at 888 faction points and a ship strength of 737. That's the best spot mid-range, okay? And then for those of you who are just starting to grind your reputation if you're a lower ops level as in like maybe you just got a sally or maybe you've got a pretty decent level kumari or a level 26 ship okay hatoria in klingon space that's a level 30 system now again you're not getting a heck of a lot okay level 30 traders only give you 164 faction points and the level 31 traders get you 218 but those ships are, are weak sauce all right you should be good to go up there those ships are only 167,000 power any Mayflower, any level 26 ship, even your Kumari should be able to go in and do that. Hatoria, H-A-T-O-R-I-A, guys. Hatoria. That's the best place at a level 30 range to grind Federation rep. Let's go over to Federation space where you are grinding Romulan reputation. Okay? Where you're grinding Romulan reputation. Now, guys, a couple of you guys, I've been watching the chat, and even last week I checked out what some of you guys said, and most of you guys were actually incorrect. Okay? Most of you guys were actually incorrect. By the way, this data is going to prove... Uh, this data is going to prove that um, the game is, in fact, built around the Federation. Okay? Absolutely. Because the number one system to grind reputation in Federation space for Romulan is, in fact, Groombridge. However, however, those mobs are extremely high-powered, okay? In Groombridge, by the way, Groombridge is the, uh, is the uh, sorry, is the Ursva equivalent. And this is why it makes it really, really good. Groombridge has 39 level 40 and level 41 uh, transports, okay? The level 39s, are 1,308 Romulan points. But if you can hit the 40s, they jump all the way up to 4,480 Romulan points and the level 41s, 4,640 Romulan points. But those ships are 4.229 million strength. Okay? 4.229 million strength. What do you mean? What? Uh, let's see. What's he talking about? Fartasia has posted it. Let's see. Yeah, that's exactly what I just said. There's Ursfa. He's talking about Ursfa. I said that. Okay, although that would be really cool to know that there's uh, there's commands, all right? By the way, Ursva is not the number one location to hit reputation, though. It's Tygo Core, okay? He's uh, showing you the Ursva screenshots, by the way, that show um, the transports and the explorers that are in there. And uh, let's see if he's got them in there. Let's see. There's level 38, 39, their strength. There's the armadas and some missions that are in there, the connecting system. So, I mean, it, showed, it shows a good breakdown of the system, guys, okay? But uh, there, yeah, you can see it in the second screenshot. The level 41 is given broken survey parts, okay? He's absolutely backing up my data. Thank you, Farty. Appreciate that. All right. Uh, in Federation space, Groombridge is the number one if you can hack it in Groombridge. By the way, Groombridge also giving you four-star parts. 
Okay. Also giving you four-star parts. But in all of Federation space, there's no other hostel that gets you more than 4,600 as compared to Tygo Core's 80, uh, what was it, 8,000. Okay. In all of Federation space, there's not a single mob uh, in normal space that gets you more than 4,600 Romulan reputation. And that is in Groombridge. And by the, you know, you're also going to get four-star parts as a benefit. If you can't hack it in Groombridge, Okay, then Lakeside and Belarus, Belarus are the next two. Okay, by the way, these systems are actually identical. I checked them and and double checked my math. The level 38, 39 and 40s are veteran transports. They give 3,056, 3,500 and 4,100 Romulan faction points respectively. But those mobs are over a million points easier. Okay, 3.3 million on a 38, 3.4 million on a 39, and 3.6 million on a 40. Yes, you got it, Durr. You guys got it back. I just said that, and I might not have said it right. Belarus or Bolarus. All right. Bolarus is a good system. By the way, it's the exact same as Lakeside. Bolarus. Bolarus, Durr says. All right. It's the exact same as Lakeside. Okay. So for the power required to hit those ships as a ratio to faction points, it's probably better than Groombridge because Groombridge is is 25% stronger. Okay. 25% stronger, but it does give a few more mobs. Uh, Bolarus and Lakeside, two best systems. Bolarus. There you go. Bolarus is a 54 warp, so that means that you're probably going to want to try to hit Lakeside if you're one of those upper players. Now, somebody also suggested Alpha Centauri. Nope. Nope. Sorry. I mean, you can go there and grind, but the points are cut in half. A level 38 is only 1,500. A level 39 is 1,800. And a level 40 is only 2,200. Okay? Now, if you can't get to Bolarus, you can't get to Lakeside, you can't get to Groombridge, or you can't hit in Groombridge... Then I guess you're left with Alpha Centauri. By the way, Tenebia is almost exactly the same. Tenebia is almost exactly the same at 1570, 1872, and 2218, and the ships are weaker. Okay? Uh, Durr is also talking about the, uh, the spawn rates. The spawn rates do vary in some of these systems, so you need, to, uh, you need to be cautious when you're trying to check out some of the spawn rates you might get up there. Somebody suggested grinding reputation in Wolf. No, I'm not going to suggest that unless you want to do 10 times the work because Wolf only spawns explorers. There are no traders in Wolf. It's only explorers, and of course, warships give far less reputation than surveys. Okay? Far less than, uh, than survey ships. Okay? So be aware of that as upper-level players. Groombridge is the best, uh, followed by Bolarus and Lakeside. Those are the best. For a level 35 player, or level 35 system, rather, uh, I'm not going to say this right either, but uh, Silulux and Andoria, both of those systems are the same. Level 34s give 460, level 35s give 580, level 36 gives 720. There you go for uh, if you're looking to hit level 35, Survey Traders, Andoria, and Silulux. Uh, those are the best systems right there. Finally, uh, Noah Keen, level 30 system. I didn't even really do the math, but that's the only level 30 system that has decent traders. Okay? So, Noah Keen, go in there and play that out. By the way, no Federation system offers Romulan rep at the same rate of Tygo Core. None. Okay? 
further evidence that the math in the game is built around the Federation. Let's take a look at Romulan systems to grind Klingon very quickly, and then we are going to move along because I feel like I'm just reciting. Uh, in Romulan space, the best system to grind Klingon reputation is Iota Pavonis. You got it, Andrew. You're exactly right. Iota Pavonis. Uh, by the way, Boraka is the uh, is the same system. The mobs are exactly the same. All right, so Iota Pavonis or Baraka. Thank you, Beck. You got it. Baraka is another really good one. Uh, they are both identical. 3.1 million, 3.3 million, and 3.4 million on the mobs there for 38, 39, and 40 veteran transports. They give 2,600, 3,056, and 3,500 Klingon points as, uh, as those level 40 transports go, which is the least of all of them. The least of all of them. So grinding Klingon rep is actually going to be the hardest of all the three reputations. All right. Somebody asked about uh, Balak, Glintara, and Sharon. Also, okay systems, but slightly less. Five on average, five hundred less faction points per hostile, and the ship mob sizes are almost the same. Okay. Uh, Stevens Aaron says Terminamurus. Terminamurus gives even less. By the way, Stevens Aaron. All right. Stevens Aaron says Terminamurus is a good system to grind in, but those mobs give even less than the three thousand that you can get from Balak. Okay. <clears throat> Uh, let's see. I know. I, I need hooked on phonics with all these screen names or all these system names. You're right, JB. Uh, Tanebia is good. Yeah, I agree, but you guys are still on the other ones. Uh, Stevens Aaron says, yeah, but if you can't hit the 2 to 3 million veterans, then Terminamurus is a good system. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not saying that it's not. It's just not the most profitable, which is what we've been talking about. Uh, by the way, if you're looking for a Romulan system around the 35-36 mark, and you want to grind, uh, grind Klingon reputation, then uh, Aramea, Argentamia, and I Iapetes. Okay? Those are all three identical systems where a 35 will get you roughly 600,000, a level 36 will get you 700,000, and a level 37 gets you 888. Um, sorry, not 580,000, but 580 uh, Klingon rep all the way up to 888 Klingon rep. And the number one system at ops or at level 30, Galorndon Core. Galorndon Core. There you go, guys. And those are the best systems to grind rep in. My gosh, what a terrible segment that was. Closing the notebook. Close and I peed on... I don't think that's right, Matt. <laughs> I almost read that all out. <laughs> all right. Yeah, it is good info, Haven, and it took a lot of time to get through that. And uh, I'm joking right now. Uh, Farty may actually have a lot of this information in Elkars. We're going to talk to him uh, coming up here in just a second. But, yeah, that was a... That was a terribly boring recital segment. Sorry about that, guys. But there's good data. There's good data. Um, and there are your systems, your best systems to, uh, to go grind rep, okay? And, and so here's what I would do. I would start with the biggest one, guys, okay? I would start with the biggest one. If you can't hit there, then go to the next smallest one. Go to the next one, okay? Because some of these, for example, in Federation Space, Groombridge, that's a tough hostel. That's a really tough hostel, Okay. If you can't hit in Groombridge, go over to Lakeside or uh, Bolarus. All right. If you can get there. All right. If you can't get there, then you know Alpha Centauri, I guess, is okay. 
All right? Just kind of depends. Now, I, I do have your mics up. Uh, I want to welcome uh, inventor of LCARS, LCARS 2.0 founder, Fartasia, is with us. Good evening to you, sir. Actually, it's good morning to you now. You're, actually, it's, it's almost freaking lunchtime uh, where you are right now. Is that about right? Uh, morning tea time. Uh, morning tea time. There you go. Uh, there you go. Welcome into the show, Fartasia. Appreciate you being here. And, uh, of course, any time that you're here, uh, I know that the community greatly and deeply respects what you've done. You, you have created something amazing. We've talked about it in the past, uh, about how uh, instrumental the, uh, the LCARS bot is, and uh, we appreciate you managing now uh, in LCARS 2.0 Discord. Uh, and, and we're not going to, guys, don't even think about it. We're not getting into that. That's not the reason for his visit today. The reason for his visit today is data, is research, is analytics and mathematics, and we're going to talk about that. First thing I want to do very quickly though fartasia all this data that i just gave is this in lcars somehow like can i can i throw a command in lcars 2.0 that ranks the systems in order of reputation given not yet not we will Okay, not yet. So that's something that's coming. That's something that could be coming soon. I, uh, Yeah, guys, I'm joking. You know what? When we talked with Ripper here a couple of weeks ago, we had stumbled on a piece of research that LCARS didn't have, right? And then they incorporated it. It became a part of the ship power spreadsheet, all right? So when we get – listen, I, I take great pride in bringing Fartasia on here and knowing that we can talk about something in the game that hasn't been discussed before, right, Fartasia? So uh, this could be potentially a command that could come sooner, uh, could come soon in LCARS 2.0, which is the ability to rank hostiles based on the uh, based on the amount of reputation given. Okay, yeah. Uh, Beck says we're going to start gathering that rep info when you post the recording for this for L cars. Cool, appreciate it, man. That'd be great, uh, Farty. That could be a great feature that could come soon. Is just being able to rank these hostels um, because I tell you, it took me a couple of hours the other day to scan through all these systems. I honestly probably expected that this data was somewhere already, and surprisingly, it was not. I was actually really shocked that this data wasn't stashed away somewhere. So I'm glad I was able to to come up with something. Yeah, we, we've actually got the data there. We just haven't um, put a, uh, a ranking on uh, reputation, but it won't be hard to do. I would imagine so, because there's a lot of different systems, not to mention a lot of these transports have different names. A lot of these transports have Correct. different names. So, uh, so yeah. Now, uh, Durr is talking about, let's see, that is uh, a Federation system giving Romulan reputation. There's a level 40 that gives 3,000. Um, the reason that I didn't talk about that one, Durr, is because that would have been fourth place on the list. So I didn't go down. I didn't go down uh, that far, okay? Because Memory Alpha, right, you can see it right there, is only given 3,000 ROM rep for a level 40, okay? But there's three other systems where you can get more than 3,000. So, I mean, I didn't rank them all. I just went down, like, the you know number one or number two systems, okay? Now, if you, again, I think... Um, so who is it? Uh, Pops is saying memory alpha for me could be a warp range issue, which ironically, ladies and gentlemen, da, 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 is exactly <laughs> what we're going to talk about today. You guys are talking about warp ranges. How do I get here? How do I get there? What is the meaning of warp range? 
All right. What does it mean? Why do I have to warp for 15 minutes to get to this location? Why does my ship take 15 minutes to move an inch on the map when it can take one minute to move 10 inches on the map? Well, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? That is exactly what our esteemed colleague, Fartasia, is here to discuss today. And so I'm going to go ahead and kind of turn it over to you, man. Um, I know that we had a couple of things that we were going to kind of lead into, and I guess the first one that we'll start with today, I'm just going to throw up your very first screenshot, or if you have them handy, you feel free to mm-hmm. go ahead. Yep, yep. Let's throw this first oh, no, no, one. You throw it up. All right, guys, I'm going to throw this first one into the graphics room. That's where we're going to put them, is in the graphics room. Here's slide number one. So, Fartasia, without further ado, uh, let's go ahead and get into our teaching segment tonight, as in warp distance and what it is. Go right ahead, buddy. Oh, thank you. Um, one, of the, one of the most common questions we get asked or, or we, we hear about is the fact that uh, why does my ship go around these scenic routes and not in a straight line and uh, that's to do with the actual warp range of the ship itself um and the systems uh traveling between systems the systems don't actually have a warp it's the 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 rope between the the two systems from system a to system b that has the warp range which is actually a distance um and in the scopely um faqs in game if you have a look in, in there, in the common questions, I've actually put a path to travel um, explanation, and I've put it in that slide for you. And it, it talks about um, the fact that the warp range is a travel distance. So on that slide, I've, I've given you also, I've also given you a slightly different explanation that we put with our help on the route command. And the, we also have a, what we call a nearest command. Um, and that is that the, the ship's warp range is actually the maximum inter-system warp hop distance and not the total warp range. So when you travel from system A, um, which is, a, say, a level 1 system, right up to system B, which could be a level 50 system, uh, you have multiple systems in the middle. And the, warp, the total distance travelled is each of the warp ranges um, between each individual system. So if you look on the, the slide that I've given you guys, um, you'll see that I've chosen Wolf and Babel. These two systems get the most questions why do i have to go the long route round and that's in the second shot below and it's the the warp range so typically um in this case i've shown you that i've got an auger with it's uh, got a warp range of 56 um so the travel between wolf and babel is 47 so the the auger can fly in a straight line but the vulcus which is a have a uh, a warp range of 44 um is less than the warp range between those two systems of 47. So what uh, the uh, the game does is it finds an alternate route to get there. And as you can see, I've actually listed all the different um, uh, warp ranges between each system on the path that it travels. And you can see the total distance goes from 47 to 413. Once you know the total distance, you can actually then calculate the time. And the time is a simple physics calculation which is um, uh, time equals uh, distance divided by the warp speed so if you know the warp speed of the the ship and you know the the warp um, path and the the warp range is required you can actually calculate the the actual time to travel now I would suggest that and that's a lo- the reason 
Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, I was go just going to say I would suggest that a lot of us are not necessarily going to calculate our warp time before we hit the button just to make sure it's right. However, there have been a lot of no, questions about no. how research can affect it. And so this is kind of where it comes in. Let's say you're getting ready to do a research that increases your uh, warp time okay, by 5%. Well, now this is going to give you an actual quantifiable mm-hmm. number. You can determine if, just like what Gregor and I did here several weeks ago, guys, is this research worth the cost? Okay, because researchers are getting really daggone expensive for some of the upper-level players. So, is increasing your warp speed 5%, is it worth half a billion dilithium? Maybe. Maybe not. Okay, and that's where this research really comes in. Guys in the graphics room, just below his slide. Um, oh, okay. Looks like Snake Eyes is already already calculating them or already uh, presenting them in slides. Or did you have this already, Snake Eyes? I don't even know. But I posted uh, something that uh, Fartasia had sent to me, which uh, he had mentioned, the auger, for example, that has warp capability of 47, okay, and a <clears throat> ship that is limited to warp 40, and you can see the path that it has to take because it's limited to a warp range of 40. Which, by the way, guys, and I'm going to emphasize this point out of the first slide, warp range is not designed to be a a limitation quantity or even a distance quantity. Think of it this way, and, and when Fartasia was explaining this to me, this is the picture that I got in my head. And obviously, I don't know that the, that the narrative fits okay, for Star Trek Fleet Command, but this is what I'm thinking. This, the, the warp range, the warp uh, range on that path is the farthest your ship can travel, quote-unquote, without resupplying, without, re, uh, without uh, you know, stopping mm-hmm. off for supplies or stopping off to recharge dilithium or, or, you know, before the warp core blows up, okay? If you can't make a distance of 47, let's call them light years, if you can't make a difference of 47 light years, Okay, without your without your ship needing to stop and refuel, then it cannot go. Now, again, I doubt that this is the actual narrative that uh, Scopely has gone with Fartasia, but it is it is a narrative that works. If your ship cannot get from point A to point B, you know, in this case from Wolf to Babel in one trip, in one hop. Okay, if the ship is warp 40 and the path is 47, you can't make it. You're going to get stranded. You're going to run out of gas on the side of the road. and You have to call AAA. All right. That's the narrative that I choose to use to make this make sense in my head. Okay. If I if I literally think of it like an electric battery on an electric car. If I get forty miles on one charge and the road is forty seven miles to the next station, I can't make it. Right? Right, Fartasia? I mean, is that not a good example? That's right. That's right. Think think of it as an electric car rather than a petrol car. There you go. If there is a limit on how far you can drive before your, your your next recharge station, then you can't go, or you're going to get stuck on the side of the road. Okay, uh, let me throw up That's your right. next uh, let me throw up your next slide here, uh, Fartasia, so you can get. Sorry, and I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, you. Yeah, you go yeah, ahead, yeah. continue, continue. No, 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 no. You're you're right. So so um, Ripper Ripper and I have done a lot of work on this, and we've actually put it into the um, into the Elcars bot. So you can actually run these queries, and we can show you what the these values are. Um, and on that second slide, we show you um, the auger and the the Vulcus, and you can see the travel path, and and that information is there. So you can look anywhere anywhere in the um, the, the SGFC galaxy and see um, what those values are. Um, and we've we've taken that one step further onto the next slide, guys. Um, 
And we've, we've got a new nearest command. And what the nearest allows you to do is to find items or, or mines, um, hostiles, um, uh, station hubs, for instance, and find the nearest um, systems to a, uh, a system for, for that type of uh, hub. So, he, for instance, here I've got no warp and I've got max warp of 40. And if you look at the results between the two, you can see that um, the results are different. There is, they are varying. Now, what's, so, cool, what's cool about this slide, guys, and I know I'm not the only one. As a matter of fact, I talked to Gregor the other day, and he told me that this was a super cool command to have, Fartasia, because, uh, guys, how many times have you been – how many times has your alliance called out a raid, all right? And it's in a system that you don't frequent too often, all right? You can get there. But you're not there very often. You don't know that area of space very well. Uh, there's not any noticeable or distinguishable spoke hubs, okay? And you're and, and the system that the raid is in is full. You're looking for the closest housing system so that you can raid said base, okay? For example, uh, now one where we all know the structure. Let's talk about Raider. Okay, we all know the structure there. That's in Romulan space. We all know that there's you know a couple of planetary hubs in there, and there's a limit of five bases per uh, per planet. And if somebody gets raided in there, you're having to warp in from a nearby system. Okay, that's the example I'm talking about. If you find a base, let's say up near Babel, okay, and for whatever reason that system is full, and you're looking for a nearby housing. Uh, a planet. You're looking for a nearby place where you can house your base. The shortest warp. By the way, guys, this is where this comes in handy. The shortest warp. Okay? Because, again, you want the shortest warp to minimize your warp timer. Therefore, you can get to said base and raid it faster. This command is awesome, guys. This command is great. This gives you the closest planetary hub to a planet for you to be able to relocate and warp raid right for me for me amadas when, when the guy's calling amada and i go okay i'm going to go from my base to the amada the timer says i can't get there in time so i basically put the system where the amada is and i say what type um give me give me hubs near that near that it'll it'll get me closer so i can actually then do my 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 jump to the amada and get there in time uh, another one is if you if you just unlocked um, dark space and you want to find the nearest G4 mine, you search for a G4 mine near the near the near the uh, the uh, system that you're at, and then once you find that mine, you can then reverse it the other way and look for hubs near that system where the G4 mine is, so you can see where you can actually put your base to get close to that G4 mine. There's a lot of different so it's, uh, it's capabilities. Very, it, yeah, there's a lot of applications. It, Sorry. I, Correct. We're Correct. really bad at this, party. No, 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 you're right. <laughs> we're, we're super bad at this yeah, going so back we, and forth. We, we, <laughs> I'm just going to shut up. <laughs> you do your thing. <laughs> so we, we put it... We've put in there as much information as possible for you to do your filtering on to be able to find your way around and, and, and look at the galaxy from different points of view um, based on what your needs are. And it's up to you how you, you utilize that to get the information that you want. We've just created the tool for you to do that. And it'll tell you how many systems it can find, and it'll tell you the, the, the top 10. We stop it at top 10 because there's a lot of compute power there required to, um, to calculate it. 
and and ten should yeah, hopefully so it's be a very, enough. Very very handy tool. Yeah, ten should oh, hopefully definitely. be enough. If you're looking for something close, you're probably looking at those first one, two, or three. Okay, and chances are, chances are. Not all of the housing systems, for example, if you're doing it from a raid or an armada viewpoint, chances are not a, not every planetary uh, hub or every planet uh, housing system is going to be full in that mm. top one, two, or three. So, uh, and there is yeah. the command, you guys! Um, exclamation nearest, and then just put where you are. Okay, so in this case, we could type exclamation yep. nearest raider. All right, Raytor, whatever it is. Yeah, well, well, well. You need you need to say what object you want to find near what system. So the way I like to think of it as I like to go um, exclamation mark hub info near, and then I put the system name Opla, for instance. And Ex- that's that's the easiest way to remember it. What you want near this system. There you go. And guys, the commands are so, here. They're going to so, stay in the graphics room, and until you guys get used to or can memorize this command, and I'm sure also, by the way, that there is going to be an help. announcement or uh, a commands room in LCARS 2.0 where you are going to see the commands, obviously. They're not going to keep it a secret. It's not just for talking track, guys. No. <laughs> it's for everybody. Uh, but it is. It's a great command. Now, I've seen in the chat room, you guys are talking about warp ranges. All right, people have questions, and we knew this was going to come up. As a matter of fact, I give Fartasia credit because I I thought that it might not come up. He was like, oh, no, it's definitely coming up. You guys are asking about Cadet <laughs> Scotty. You guys are talking about Cadet Scotty, right? Yes. Um, let's uh, throw this graphic up next. Fartasia, this was something that you guys also started diving into when you were looking at the extending warp capabilities of Scotty, Scotty and Pike, even the original jellyfish, okay, and how it's going to mm-hmm. treat and how it's going to uh, – um, translate into these new LCARS 2.0 commands. All right, so guys, take a look at that next slide in the graphics room. And you guys are asking about Scotty. Fartage is going to tell you about Scotty and what it does actually from a mathematical point of view. Farty, go ahead. Yeah, it's it's quite simple. I mean, depending on on the level of um, of Scotty, um, from from the from basic enzyme all the way up to uh, rank five. Uh, each rank adds one to the uh, the warp range. So at um, uh, a maxed out Scotty will give you a plus five range. Now, some have noticed that uh, Pike plus Scotty um, gives you a warp range beyond that, and that's not the case. It's a, uh, call it a glitch in the client uh, app itself. Um, and basically, Pike is only for battle scenarios. It's not for the rest. So he won't extend Scotty, get at Scotty's range. And... Uh oh. Uh oh. We lost him, and I've got full green. I'm all. Th- I'm three bars green, guys. you are. Yeah, I'm. Get, I'm three bars green. I get eight out of Cadet Scotty with my Enterprise. Okay, I'm back. Oh, there you are. All right. Hey, I've got a question before we get before we get started. Uh, Tavi Moses says, "Are you are you okay with me calling you Farty?" Yeah, whatever, whatever. <laughs> I thought so. I thought I've heard I'm, people I'm call you that. I thought I've heard people call you that before. So, I mean, forgive me for being presumptuous. There you go. Fartasia. No, Mr. No, no. Fartasia. That's what we'll go with. <laughs> that's what we'll go with. Yeah. Pop says that's old news. Uh, only uh, activates in combat. Yes, we do. But Pop, scroll up about 10 yeah. or 12 messages, and you'll see somebody asking about it. Okay? It is yeah. something that people still talk about. It's something that people still ask about because... 
<sighs> because, Scopely, it's a bug that still displays incorrectly, okay? Mm-hmm. If you put Pike Correct. on the bridge with Scotty, he displays an increase in warp range. You just don't actually get it, okay? Yeah. So the, ne- the next slide next slide will show that. Oh, oh, okay. I'm dropping the ball. Hold on. <laughs> let, me, let me pull it up here. I got the next one coming. Next one coming in the graphics room right now. There you go. All right, Mr. Fartasia, there's your next okay. slide. Okay, so the jellyfish, um, the basic jellyfish, can extend the warp range of a ship um, based on um, who's on the bridge. Um, and if you read the actual description, it says the captain maneuver is increased. But, um, in fact, it's bugged. Um, it'll increase the, it, it'll try to increase the, the officer ability bonus um, but as soon as you try to use it, like, like with Pike, it will fail. It will say you cannot do it. So I've given you four scenarios here. One is, is with no Cadet Scotty. One is with Cadet Scotty. You can see it adds the plus five because my Cadet Scotty is max. Uh, then the next one is I've got Cadet Scotty as a uh, captain. And you can see it's, it's increased the, um, the warp range further. But in fact, it's not. It doesn't work. If you try to fly there, it won't work in systems um, around that warp range. And then if you put Pike in with Cadet Scotty, you get an even different value, which is less than if Cadet Scotty was captain by himself, which is quite weird. Yay, bugs! So you can see, you can see that um, how it works exactly in that those screenshots. Yeah, and and it's crazy. I I, I don't really understand it. Because the jellyfish says that it's going to boost the captain's maneuver. But again, if you put Scotty, Cadet Scotty, in the captain's seat, of course, we know his officer ability is the warp, but it still impacts the stats, mm-hmm. which you see in, uh, in the third slide there, if you will, the third screen capture on that slide. So, uh, yeah, yeah. some weird stuff there with how the jelly does the warp. But, but guys, there you go. So when you're, when you're looking at trying to figure out where to go or how to get there, okay, uh, how to get there, there is, uh, there is a math to it. There is a method to it. And I know because I've had that question, too, before. Why is it, for example, mm. in the very first slide, why is it taking me all the way around? Okay, it's taking you all the way around That's because right. your electric battery can't get there. Now, uh, <laughs> Mr. Fartasia, you and I were talking yesterday briefly about advanced mm. warp research. Okay, and Death Dealer says, is there a mission involved to start the enhanced warp core research to obtain the warp particle? You were talking to me a little bit about this as well. Now, guys, this is later ops stuff. Um, so for those of you in the 20s or low 30s, this is not going to apply to you for some time to come, okay? But there is a way, and, and we heard this teased last week with Gregor and Gala, uh, who said, for example, that a Tier 8 or potentially even a Tier 7 faction miner could get you to dark space, okay? Fartasia, how is that possible? What is this warp yeah. particle research? Okay, what you need to do is you need to get into deep space first um, with the deep space mission. Um, but once you get that, there's another mission called Angel in Disguise, and the Angel in Disguise gives you a warp particle. I'm going to post this um, somewhere. Yeah, go ahead and throw it in the chat room, and, and then I'll, uh, I'll copy it into the graphics room, because this is good yeah. stuff. I'd like to keep it. Yeah, sure. Um, and once you've got the warp particle, the warp particle is the first tier research for the um, for the extended warp uh, range, and I'll put that on the fourth slide. 
Galaxy Research R&D level 42, you need to um, to do it. So you still need to be up in level 42 before you can get that extra warp range. But that's the mission you need to get the warp parcel to do the first tier uh, research. Um, so it's effectively unlocking and doing the first research at the same time once you've done that mission. And then once you go up every two two levels of R&D, you can add an additional um, uh, warp, uh, extended warp um, uh, research, which then adds an extra plus five for every level of the research. So you can get a total of 25 plus Scotty equals an extended warp range of 30 on your ship. And that's what Gregor was talking about last week, is that you could literally take mm. uh, a Tier 7 or a Tier 6 Antares. And now, of course, granted, by the time you're Ops 42, you probably are beyond Tier 6 on a Faction Miner, okay, admittedly. But mm-hmm. uh, you are getting much, much further. You're getting much further. Like right now, uh, and, and I'm sure somebody could pull this out of Elkars 2.0 if somebody wanted to, but uh, warp range on a Tier 8 Faction Miner, if I'm not mistaken, is warp range of 60. Okay, warp range of sixty as it sits. Now you add Scotty. Now you're at sixty-five. Guess what? As soon if I I could leave the faction miner alone right there, and right there I can get into the baby levels of dark space. Okay, somebody uh, just posted to me here just a second ago. Killer says you can take a maxed horizon to dark space. I don't know how true that is. I'm gonna have to look that up. Okay, there's you big can. country. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You can. I have. There you go. Guys, Horizons can get to dark space. So don't think that it's so unobtainable that you can't get to dark space because you can. It's literally ops level locked. Okay? It's ops level locked. Once you get to uh, ops 38 where you can start to unlock dark space, you can now start taking some of the ships that you've always used and get there. Okay? You can get to dark space. Uh, thank you, Beck, who just actually, post, we, uh, posted the Antares uh, warp range right there. Warp ranges and well, speeds, I'll, by the way. Yeah, I've got, I've got one more for you. Um, we actually created a chart for warp range for every ship. There you go. Oh. Epic Neo beat you to it. <laughs> Epic Neo beat you to it. And, guys, take a look at that right there, okay? Let's take a look real quick at, let me find it, the Cavort, the Antares, and the Valkyse. Okay. By the way, at tier nine, their warp and and I'm assuming uh, Fartasia is this is this before yeah this is before warp particle research, isn't it? Those are the values of the and, ships and themselves. Yep, that's be- that's before any any research before Scotty everything. It's the base values. So guys, you can take you can. Uh, yeah. Look there, man. That's cool. That's cool. Look at that. A horizon. There's the horizon. There's the North Star. Horizon can get to warp 40. Now, I'd be curious, guys. Uh, you say that a tier 9 horizon can get to dark space. So you got 40, okay? You do Scotty, there's 45. You're not going to get to dark space on warp 45. I presume, then, that you're talking about using the warp particle research to get a horizon up there. Now, there's, there's two, two things also. I don't think that a horizon, and Fartasia, correct me if I'm wrong, based on this chart, I don't think a horizon is going to fly in to dark space. However, okay, and we all know this, there are certain hubs in the game that as long as you stay within the hub, you can throw warp range out the window. Is that correct, Fartasia? There are certain places, for example, I can take my Rialta 
in a hub system and it not be limited by warp range because I'm within the hub system. I'm going to presume, Craig, that that is what you're talking about in getting the horizon out of there. Now, Durr says, shh. He says, don't yeah, tell. What I'm about. He <laughs> says, don't tell. But, but guys, listen, eventually this is – right now, you got nothing to worry about because 95% of the galaxy can't get there. Okay, ninety-five percent of the galaxy can't get there. Get readier horizons when they're maxed out. They're very useful up there on that star for stuff. Ah, it is. Um, there's the hint. So, so what? You, yeah, well, I gave you the hints earlier, and I said to you, you use the near command, and you find the nearest G four that you want, and then from there, you then say, okay, that's in system X Y Z. So you say, okay, where is the nearest hub to system X Y Z, and then you can see the warp ranges. And then you know um, what ships can fly within that region. So that spoke. You know, let me let me ask: inside that spoke, what is it? Is the is the warp range zero inside yeah. that hub system? No, no, it's not. It's there's a there's a warp range there. Um, so let me let me do this um, on air. Um, where am I, tester? I see. So, so the gated okay, warp me. range. The gated warp range is to get to the center planet. Is to get to the spoke or the the hub, right? And then the warp ranges of the spokes are lower. Is that what allows the ships to fly? Yes. Ah, there you go, man. We are learning so much today. Learning so much today. All right. So, yeah, Haven says if you move to dark space, you're moved there. You're in the system, and then you can use these other ships. So Durr is saying quiet. Durr is saying don't tell anybody. But, guys, uh, you know, and and here's the thing. I have withheld certain information because I've been asked to before, okay? And and that's fine. I don't have a problem. Uh, withholding certain information sometimes if it's not for the betterment of players, okay? Or if I feel like it's going to be exposed and taken away. This is a game design, okay? This is a game design. So some of these things will help players become better. And I promise you, if you're already mining in in dark space, I can promise you, if you're already mining in dark space, you already know this. Okay, Uh, exactly. Narvalon says, so that's why my Vidar can get into Saul from Wolf. Okay, Uh, it's the same way. It's the same reason that your uh, Devore can get into Barnard Star if you're housed in Wolf. Okay. Now here's the interesting thing: the actual warp from Wolf to um, Sol is eight, and then from um, Sol to Barnard Star is six. But to get to Wolf, you need a warp of thirty-eight. So, if you're housed in Wolf, then any ship with a warp 8 range or higher can get into Barnard Star. Correct. There you go. There's the math. Okay? So, you got to... What did you say it was to get to Wolf? 38? 38. 38 off the top top of my head. Okay. All right. So, if you can get to Wolf with a main ship and then reload, you can send your Devor, for example, to Barnard Star. Durr says, can you still warp a fortunate around a spoke hub system in dark space? I don't like to get my fancy ships killed. You're just going to have to look. You know what? Go into Elkars 2.0. I have one. <laughs> Go into Elkars well, 2.0 I've, I've and post- check, the, check the warp ranges. Yeah, well, I've, I've posted it there, and, and the warp is 65 up there. Okay, 60. Uh, let's see. So uh, d- from hub info near Dashai. 
So 65. So you would still, what you're saying is you still need a warp range of 65. I'm going to assume, because I don't have the map, I'm going to assume that Dashai is a hub and, for example, Zosam is a spoke. Is that correct? Somebody's going to have um, to help yeah, me take so, a something, so, something like that. We can look, we can look it up and, and Elkars will tell you. The bot will tell you. I was just um, answering your previous question as far as Bernard Star is concerned. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Uh, that's it. Yeah, there you go there. So I'll post this in for, for that question. Um, and you can see the warp ranges. This is incredible. Uh, this is incredible. DGM. And so let me let me ask you this. How do you calculate, how did you find the numerical value of the warp path, the warp range for each of these paths? I mean, did you did you sit in every system and take a fortunate and click on every system around it just trying to find this data? Because, I mean, this is not data that's easily obtainable in the game. Not easily. It is obtainable, but it's almost like I did a little bit ago. I'm going to have to go to each and every system and scan each and every mob, right? <laughs> so how did you compile this data? This seems incredible that you got these these numerical values attached to the warp paths. It's uh, a lot of work that Ripper has done. Good so God. Like I said in the you guys know Ripper, why I Ripper love Ripper. Ripper's dedicated, buddy. Ripper mm, is dedicated. Is. Goodness gracious. He guys, look at that screenshot. Job. Look at that screenshot uh, Fartasia just posted. Route, Pajem to Barnard. Okay? And there it is. So you can see from, uh, from Pajem, you take a look. There's to Wolf. All right, so Wolf does require a warp range of 40. Once you get to Wolf, by the way, you can get to Wolf with almost uh, with any mid-range Sally or mid-range 28-level ship. You can get to Wolf. From there, you can get to Barnard Star, and the highest warp range required is an 8. Okay? And again, you, don't, you add them together only for the purposes of calculating your warp time, but you only need a warp-capable ship of, of warp range of 8 to make each hop. Okay, so let's pretend for a second that Pajem to Andoria was seven and Andoria to Sirius was six and, and progressively down. You don't have to add them all together. The, the, only, the only requirement that you have to have of your warp core, of your ship, is the highest warp range path in the entire route. So in this case, going from Wolf Correct. to Barnard Star, you don't need 14. You only need eight. Okay. Uh, again, think of it like this. You get eight miles on an electric charge of your car. You get eight miles. So you can get to Wolf, uh, from Wolf to Saul in eight miles, stop, refuel, charge up, and then go from Saul to Barnard Star. You still have eight, and you can get there in six, so you've still made it. If Saul to Barnard Star was nine, okay, then you would need a, you would need a warp-capable ship of nine to get there, not eight. Okay? You need, when you're looking at your path, when you're looking at the route, you only need a warp-capable ship of the highest warp path between in, in any one of those routes. Okay? In the case of you Wolf to Barnard Star, it's only eight. Yeah, dark. A fortunate there. A tier, a tier one fortunate to Bernard Star from Wolf. Guys, are you hearing this? A fortunate can fly to Barnard Star from Wolf. Okay? A fortunate can tier do it. one. Tier one. Tier one. Okay, a tier one. Guys, that if if Barnard Star, and I'm sorry 
for those of you who knew the secret on server 15. But if come Monday, Barnard Star is not the new hotspot of war on server 15, I'm going to be disappointed in all of you. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Barnard Star should be, and sorry for blowing up the secret, but Barnard Star, guys, should be the destination system for Latinum mining. Durr says, but please don't. Everyone stay out of Barnard. <laughs> okay? <laughs> there you go. Haven says, but why? All right. Durr says, prepare for disappointment. We're taking over the system. Okay? Guys, <laughs> that, yeah, cat's out of the bag, guys. Barnard Star is a great system for lat mining. Okay? Because you can get any ship there. You can get any freaking ship in there. I'm sorry, Skippy. I know, it's a secret. Red 2 says, but then you have to mine latinum and that's boring, so nobody should go there. Agreed. Agreed. But if you do, I'm going to blow you up. <laughs> all right. Guys, warp ranges. You know, here's the thing. We've all kind of had our suspicions about how this worked. Uh, when Fartasia broke it down for me the other day, I was like, oh, my God. Like, it, it makes so much sense now. It makes so much sense now, and it is really actually rather simple. Now that the data is available, now that the data is available, which it is now in LCARS 2.0 using these new commands. Not so much the data, but the commands to see the data. Hmm. It's crazy. These commands, guys, these commands are awesome. Okay. And this is what I was telling you about over the last couple of weeks. Okay. When you get content creators who are on a mission, okay, because let's face it, that's exactly what Fartasia and Ripper are. They are content creators. All right. Even on the official Discord, they're purple, just like me. They're content creators. They are creating <clears throat> this database, creating this bot with these commands that allow you to make your game easier. Okay. And when content creators develop stuff like this, man, nobody loses. Nobody loses. You guys are the winners. And and I'm telling you, Fartasia, dude, job well done. Job absolutely freaking well done. That is incredible research, and you guys need to check it out. Okay, Be sure to go in there, check out the commands, and of course, drop a, a little line and say, gee, Farty, thanks, man. Good job. Good job. Profeather says, why doesn't Scopely uh, NDA and provide them the actual database to save a lot of time? Buddy, I have actually had that conversation with Fartasia. Good question. <laughs> good question. It would it, be nice it if... It is a good question. Yeah, good question. It'd be nice if some of that data was shared. But you know what? It's not. It's just like it's not shared with me. We've asked for calculations on Officer XP, for example. Okay? We've asked for this stuff. Some stuff Scopely's going to keep quiet. Okay? And that's okay. That's not going to keep genius analytical and mathematical minds like Ripper and Fartasia. That's not going to stop them. They're going to reverse engineer it. And they do. And they do. Okay, and here it is. Warp paths for, I'm assuming, uh, Fartasia, I'm assuming that this is pretty much every system in the game, right? You guys have it all? Correct. There it is. There it is, everybody. Fartasia, founder of the LCARS bot and Discord administrator of LCARS 2.0. There you go, with more research and more content just for you guys. Guys, we're going to take a very quick break. When we return, we will uh, wrap up with Fartasia and open the floor for any questions to him about LCARS 2.0 and maybe what type of commands or if there is any type of research that you'd like to ask about. We'll wrap up with Fartasia coming up right after the break. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Don't go 
anywhere. This program is made possible in part by a grant from Not-So-Secret Deodorant, the antiperspirant that fights odor and leaves yellow rings in the armpits of your blouses. Watch off. Then and now. <laughs> Grocery shopping then. Excuse me, could you tell me what aisle the toilet paper is in? Aisle 12. Great. Honey, go get some toilet paper and meet me in line at the cashier. But there's no line at the self-checkout lane. No, those things always break down and they're filled with germs. This sucks. I should have stayed home. Now, now, don't cry over spilled milk. Grocery shopping now. Uh, Excuse me, uh, can you tell me what aisle the toilet paper is in? Just standing in it, lady. It's all gone. Oh, Come on, honey, let's get in line at the self-checkout machine. But there's no line at the cashier. Oh, no, there's too many germs. This sucks. I should have stayed home. Now, now, don't cry over spilled milk. They don't have any milk. You're right about that. I'm coming up, so you better get this body started. I love it. I'm coming up, I'm coming up. I'm coming up, so you better get this body started. <laughs> All right, welcome in. Welcome in, everybody. My name is Ultimate DJs. Getting the party started with you on Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Welcome back in to the show. And uh, before the break, we were talking with uh, Elkar's 2.0 Discord administrator and Elkar's bot creator, uh, Fartasia. And uh, you guys had uh, come up with some questions. So I wanted to kind of get back to that and uh, go through and talk about some of the questions that you guys are asking. So, uh, goodness gracious, um, there's a lot of chat here. Okay, so... Uh, Chad Wells posted a link to Elkars 2.0. Thank you for that. For you, Reigns. Death Dealer says, uh, Fartasia, why is it when I park my base in one of the su- systems surrounding Nicosa, why, can why, can, why can't I send my Horizon there like you can from Wolf to Groombridge? Now, I'm sure Fartasia is going to look up that warp path, Death, but I'm going to answer uh, with an assumption, which is that the warp paths there are not set up in the same hub-style uh, system or the s- same hub-spoke system as some other systems in the game, okay? Around Nicosa, it's not exactly a hub-spoke system, okay? It's a split system, like one system, then three systems, then back into one system at Nicosa, but it's not exactly like a central star with hub systems. Um, but again, it has nothing to do with the math or the science of the systems themselves. It's the warp paths, right, Fartasia? It's the numerical warp range attached to each one of the paths getting into Nicosa. Am I am I correct there? Mm, okay, mics are up. Did I lose anybody? <laughs> I hope everybody's still here. I may I may have lost him. Oh, no, no, no. there he is. Okay. So, yep. Sorry. No, I was, gonna, I was just saying that the um, the actual system level is actually for hostiles and not for war. 
Okay. Warp is warp is bet- warp is is the range or the distance between two systems, not the actual warp of the system. Right. So so to get so to get you have to look at the paths around it. Death. There you go. You got to look at the paths around it. So you look at all the paths. For example, there's six total paths to get into Nicosa. Yep. All right. You got to look at all six of those and find out uh, if any of them are low enough that, that your horizon can get in. And if they're not, then the game, uh, then the designers of the game, all right, Scopely, uh, assigned those warp paths or those warp ranges to those paths in such a way that it was not set up the same as some of the other spoke uh, or hub and spoke systems that are in the game. Okay. So, yeah, Nicosa may be one of those where, where it doesn't work. Uh, guys, it sounds like some of you guys are having some audio difficulties, and I apologize for that. Um, Discord's bandwidth may be getting to its limit. I'm showing full signal strength, but if some of you guys are getting uh, bumped and getting booted, I do sincerely apologize. We've got a nice full crowd. Um, and so, of course, yeah, what's new? We crash Discord a lot. Of course, if you guys have any trouble or if there's something super cool that you've missed – Okay, then be sure to uh, go and pick up on it in the podcast recording. Okay, uh, there you go. Thank you, Snake Eyes. Appreciate that. Stevens Aaron says, I haven't had any issue. Recalled says, fine on my end. Haven says, I've been booted four times. <laughs> so I'm sorry about that. Uh, it is, it's just uh, Discord and, uh, and, you know, the server bandwidth across the country, I suppose. Uh, Pop says, if you pay for premium, you don't have issues. Hey, you know what, Pops? I would totally pay for premium. I absolutely will. I was told uh, by Discord themselves that premium uh, did not have any better or worse services than regular time, but it was on a more dedicated server, so downtimes would be limited. Like, if Discord goes down, we we would be limited in downtime, but uh, the functions wouldn't be actually any better. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to try it. Maybe we maybe we'll try it. Heck, Snake Eyes, we'll try it. We'll use gold. We'll use uh, some of the gold patrons' money, which you guys have been fantastic with. I mean, I can't even begin. Uh, we told you we were going to take the money and put it back into the show. Maybe that's something we look at. Snake Eyes is improving the audio quality right here. Maybe we should buy ourselves a couple of nitro boosts and increase the audio quality in the Discord. The audio quality in the Discord. All right. Um, anyway, that was basically the premise of the research that we wanted to talk about, uh, guys. And I again am very very grateful. Let me open up the floor very quickly, just for you know four or five minutes does anybody have any questions uh about commands does anybody have any questions about future development does anybody have any questions about how to use lcars 2.0 any commands or data that uh, you would like to find anybody uh have anything that they would like to ask very quickly very quickly um truck and chick says and uh did we lose fartasia I, i think fartasia may not even be in voice at the moment i think we had a problem with connection Beck, you're still here, so let me have you answer the question if if you're able. Uh, any sneak peeks, okay? Any sneak peeks into uh, new developmental uh, commands or new developmental features for LCARS 2.0? Uh, Fartasia is still here. Okay, very good. Uh, Farty, if you can hear me, uh, did I did I mute yeah. him? Oh, there. Oh, that's so much better. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, you muted me. Sorry about that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't. I mean, it sounded. No, my, my headphone. My headphone batteries died. Oh, that's what it was. See, the batteries are important. My yeah. audience will tell you, batteries are yeah. big time. <laughs> All right, so yeah, Truck and Chick would like to know, uh, what are some of the plans, what are some of the uh, developmental features or uh, products coming out of Elcars 2.0 that we might be able to look forward to in the near future? 
Um, we're exploring more on the commands that we already have, and uh, we've got a lot of suggestions from players already. So things like uh, more ranges. You're talking about having the um, uh, the uh, the sort by um, or, or filtering by the uh, the rep. You already do strength and, and level, so rep is a natural progression for that. Um, uh, we're just constantly expanding our data. We're adding more data in as as we go along. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's just basically working on the commands because, because we've got all the commands are there now that we need, unless you guys can think of something that we can't think of. Profeather uh, says, always <clears throat> Profeather's types a command for research or buildings that meet the criteria of level and the G3, G4 requirement. You know what, Profeather, I think that screenshot exists. There is a building... Uh, now, it's not for research. I know that they do buildings. There is a screenshot. There is um, a chart, actually, from LCARS 2.0 yes. that has the prerequisites for all buildings. Like, for example, uh, you don't need to do Dilithium Generator 38 to get to level 40, but you do need to have it to 41 by the time you get to 42, for example. Profeather, that, that exists. Uh, now, to expand upon that, he may say, hey, is there a similar chart or a prerequisite chart for research instead of just buildings. We're, we're look, yeah, we're, we're looking at doing something like that. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a trickier one based on the data we have. We're, we're, we're looking into how we can, we can match that, that together. Um, but uh, to answer the previous question with buildings, if you just go um, exclamation mark ops uh, uh, 32, it'll give you all the buildings that, that are required to, to level up, all the, all the minimum level buildings you need to be able to level up to Ops 32 and the total cost involved. That's we give awesome. that to you already as a command. That's um, good. What we're going to do is we're, we're going to expand it further because I'm, I'm level 35, but I want to know how much it's going to cost me and what I need to upgrade to get to level 39, and that's the next I'm, I'm working at the moment. So I'll be going exclamation mark Ops 35 to 39. It'll give me all the buildings I need and the total cost, and that's that's something new that's coming. Uh, that's a cool thing, especially, guys, and were we not just talking about this less than a week ago, as players are starting to hit 35 and 36 and hold, right? Players are starting now to hang out at Ops 36 because they want an opportunity to compete in the ISS Jellyfish event. Let's pretend that uh, a race to Ops was launched. Okay. Do you have enough? Mm -hmm. Do you have enough? Now, right now, you can look. You could gather all this data in LCARS individually right now. The data is there. Okay. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you could go through building by building and, and do all that stuff and calculate and put it in a spreadsheet so you know what it's going to cost. But commands are coming, it sounds like, that will do it all naturally for you with one single command and just say, hey, buddy, if you don't have 13 billion steel, you're not ready to go to level 39. Well, you're at least mm -hmm. not ready to rush it anyway, right? <laughs> you're not ready to rush it unless you got a bunch of latinum and a bunch of tokens. Okay? So mm -hmm. uh, that command I can see carrying a, a great deal of importance, especially for those who are preparing for a race to ops. Okay? The, the, other, one is, the other one is if, you, if you're a lower level and you want to say, for instance, you're level 30, you want to know how much it's going to cost to get you to the next level so you can start building epic ships. That's another range example you could use. So there's all sorts of possibilities for it. And we're, doing, we're going to do the same thing with the costs with ships. We're going to do with other, other things. We're just looking at where, where we can apply it. 
So Mad Dog asks a very interesting question. Now Mad Dog, Mad Dog likes to throw his wallet around. Okay, he does. He offered to panic <laughs> when he was here. That. Yeah, he offered to buy Server 15 uh, when Panic was here, and now wants to say, "Hey, can I pay <laughs> premium? Can I pay Elcars 2.0 premium money for that data to be exported in a spreadsheet?" Um, where where are you guys on say macro exportation? Like, is is your data exportable to a spreadsheet or even a PDF that that could be used outside of Discord? Um, what I'll say is anything's possible. Um, there are limitations on what we can't do, um, and things I can and can't say under NDA. So, um, we're looking at ways of making things more uh, reachable. Um, and the ship um, specification calculation sheet that we built, long name, I know, um, it has a lot of data in there. When you make your own copy, you have access to look at all that data that we use and the formulas we use to, uh, to do all the calculations. Yeah, I, I actually have noticed so, that. So yeah, I've noticed have, that the we formulas that, we were in there. I wondered if that was entirely it. intentional. Uh, as a matter of fact, I, I, I forgot this. I was even going to mention to you, um, there's probably ways to password protect that stuff. <laughs> I would imagine that there would have we're, to be. We're, 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 not, we're, not, we're not worried about it. See, that's cool. That's okay, cool. So, so it, everything is about the community. So we want to make sure we put stuff out there that the community can utilize. There are restrictions on what we can and can't do, but we put as much out there as we possibly can. And um, it's important that the, the community has this information. That's why we're producing these charts and, and these spreadsheets is so that the community has that information and can utilize it and look at, it, at how we put. Yeah, that's um, cool stuff. Because everyone, everyone benefits. Well, we even talked to Ripper here a couple of days ago when he was helping us solve the mystery. And I know I even chatted with you uh, about the mystery of power destroyed and how it's calculated. And Ripper Ripper figured it out. He got it. And as a matter of fact, the actual math came from a tool you guys had already done in that ship power calculator. He was able to reverse engineer the power destroyed and say, ah, here it is. It's base ship power plus components. No level, no research, no ops play any part of it. It is literally just base ship power plus upgraded components. And boom, there is power destroyed. Guys, cool information to have. And, you know, again, I know, for example, Haven is saying, oh, my God, the math, the math, the math. Uh, Narvalin says, I don't care how you reach it. I want the end result. That's it. Okay, that's exactly it. We want the end result. But to get the end result, we have to solve for X, right? We got to go through and we got to figure it out. Once we figure it out, and I say we, I do very little of it. Ripper is the is the brainchild. Anytime I anytime listen, I come to you with math. There's a 50-50 shot Ripper was involved. <laughs> okay, 50-50 shot. Either Ripper or Gregor, one of those two was involved. I don't do a whole lot of it. All right? But that's the whole point. We want to explain to you, and I've said this on the show countless times. We're going to bring you these analytics, we're going to bring you the math, but at the end of the day, we just want you to have faith in what we report to you okay the end result is accurate and this is why this is why okay so yeah you got it snake eyes math is hard okay um <laughs> chuck's grunt says i knew i didn't need algebra since i know people who know how to use it you got it <laughs> you got it we've got fartasia 
All right, guys. Any uh, last-minute questions, anything for uh, Fartasia before we get ready to wrap up with the uh, the administrator for LCARS 2.0? And the links are available, I believe, not only in our announcements room, but at various times in the chat. Make sure you go and check that out. And uh, join the Discord for LCARS 2.0. Have access to <clears throat> all of the information that Fartasia and Ripper come up with on a daily basis at your fingertips, available in the Discord for LCARS 2.0. Any last questions? Or are we good? Everybody is saying um, thank you, Fartasia. And Hani says, uh, will we see an update to the calculator anytime soon? And Hani, if I'm not mistaken, and I'll, and I'll let Fartasia answer this, but uh, my calculator's spot on. I don't know that there's any updates needed at this particular point. What is it that you're looking for the update on? Uh, and Hani is asking for Academy Research. Acad- oh, you mean crew. <laughs> I imagine that that's a tricky one to tackle. Tell um, us, we we got a lot planned. I mean, the 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 spec sheet is just the starting point. That was the hardest uh, hurdle to get over. Now that we're over that hurdle, we've got a few other surprises coming. Ooh, coming soon. I like it. Coming soon, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Well, uh, if there is nothing else, then what we'll do is we'll get ready to wrap up. Wicked Witch says thank you, Fartasia and Ripper. Uh, Snake Eye says thank you very much. Craig says thank you for the very hard work. And obviously we know and recognize that you guys are doing incredible work over at Elkars 2.0, and we appreciate you uh, for being here especially. And thank you for coming on and explaining to us some of the math and especially some of the detailed research on warp range and distance as it relates to your uh, electric hybrid uh, ships that are out there. (laughs) Lego Nerd says respect and Kess says saved me from more math. Pop says more math, please. Um, Assimilated Fox says thank you very much. All right, appreciate it, guys. Thank you so very much to Fartasia for being here. We're going to take a very quick break and when we return, uh, we're going to debut our brand new game. Ladies and gentlemen, Battleship is upon us. We are ready to play the game and it comes up in just moments my name is ultimate djs this is talking trek live star trek fleet command's official podcast don't go anywhere this program is made possible in part by a grant from lungs crafters where heavy smokers can get new lungs in about an hour tonight on an all-new intervention a group of friends stage a zoom meeting to confront an addict my name is doug fritz and can anybody hear me Doug, turn on your audio. Join us for a hard look at addiction. You know, I can't see Dave or Bonnie. It has pictures of cameras next to their names. You need to give it camera access, guys. Just click the link. Confrontations have never been this difficult. Point the camera at you, Bonnie. At you. You. No, no, that's your dog. (laughs) Intervention on Zoom. A story nobody can escape. All right, we're all on. Let's do this. Wait, where'd Doug go?
I love it. I love it. All right. Yeah, lean on me. It is a great song. Club Nouveau. It's not even the original. Yeah, there's an older one than this. I like the beat of this one. <laughs> Recall says, hopefully I can win lots of money and do nothing. Well, maybe. It is possible. Yeah, Sinclair says there's a couple of older versions. Yeah, this one's been around for a while. Yeah. Till I'm gonna Welcome in, everybody. My name is Ultimate DJs. Welcome back to Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. And uh, very quickly, let's get into a couple of promotions. Snake Eyes, what do we got going on here right now? Of course, it is a new month. And uh, would like to thank uh, and appreciate our patrons, uh, those of you who are in the patron program. Thank you very much for your support. And your coupon codes have been sent to your email addresses if you guys are interested in picking up any new merchandise out of our merchandise store. There is uh, some cool stuff in there, and your coupon codes have been sent, uh, so we appreciate you guys very, very much. To become a patron of Talking Trek, all you got to do is visit our website, www.talkingtrekstfc.online. <laughs> Snake Eyes says, check your spam folders. <laughs> sorry. Uh, sorry, you might end up in your spam folder. Hopefully not. But uh, anyway, it's there. And, and guys, all you got to do uh, to get any of the content available from Talking Trek, Visit our website, www.talkingtrekstfc.online. Thank you, Snake Eyes, for that, where we have a complete archive of every show ever published. Okay? Every show that we've ever done is on our website. On the left-hand side, you've got the widget that uh, has an acknowledgement section for all the patrons and supporters of the show. And, of course, without them, the show is much more difficult. As a matter of fact, we're exploring some improvements and doing some cool things with the show thanks to the community and thanks to the patrons that uh, that are here. Golly, I just can't even begin to say thank you guys enough. It's really super awesome. Uh, if you guys are interested in joining the patron program, there's a link for that. Um, there's also an Amazon uh, link there. If you guys do shopping on Amazon already guys just use my link all right we'll get a cut of that we appreciate it It doesn't cost you anything extra uh you do your normal everyday shopping on amazon.com use my link and we'll get a percentage cut of that to uh, help support the show as well and of course i told you uh, a while back that we were taking all of our amazon money and uh, right now throwing that towards COVID 19 relief so we appreciate that assimilated fox says thanks for the awesome show we appreciate you wouldn't be a show without the community so guys be sure and check that out and uh be sure to uh, contribute to the show in any way that you see fit. Okay, uh, and if it's just hey, if it's just listening, if it's just downloading, if it's just the stats, that's good. That's great because the stats go back to Scopely and they say, hey, listen, this is what we got. We got these people listening, and here is why we get to do cool stuff like this. Ladies and gentlemen, are we ready to do it? Let's do it. <laughs> Oh my, here we are, the new game, Battleship, <laughs> Battleship, Talking Treks edition of Battleship, oh my, yeah, you recognize the theme music? <laughs> uh, you know, this uh, this music, we hear it, actually a lot of us used to hear it every time we loaded the game, 
but uh, a lot of us got tired of it and started to turn off the music. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I hope not, Scaly. He says, Bug City, here we come. I certainly hope not. Mistress says, I muted it day one. Used to, then turned off all the sounds. Bella Morte says, I love the movies. Yeah. So says, I miss it. Well, here you go. Oh, yeah. You know, I'll be honest with you. The score, the like the, this song right here, actually not bad. Really not bad. I kind of dig it. All right? I ain't going to lie. Kind of like it. All right, guys. Talking Trek Battleship is underway. What we're going to do is uh, I hope everyone has had a chance to download your game, car, uh, game cards. By the way, we are going to be taking, in the next couple of days, we're going to be taking two off-air players. So make sure, if you haven't already, go up to the Battleship War Room. It's directly one spot up. And make sure you post in there, okay? Right now, we only have 121 entrants, okay? And we're going to be taking two here in just the next 24 hours or so. So make sure that you post in the Battleship War Room so you're eligible for the off-air portion of this game. Yeah, you want to make sure you do that. But right now, in the voice room, yeah, in the voice room, we're going to take two winners right now. Are you guys ready to play? Let's find our very first one. Ladies and gentlemen, Battleship is underway. Oh, what are the odds of that? <laughs> what are the odds of that? Uh, our special guest from Elkars 2.0, Beck, has been chosen. Congratulations to you, Beck. Now listen, it may... Uh, yeah, no, definitely not rigged. The bot uh, the bot is good. Anybody heard from Vita, by the way? I haven't heard from Vita in a little bit. Your mics are potted up, by the way. All right. Uh, yeah, there we go. So uh, let's do this very quickly. Um, we're going to take two. Now hopefully everyone has their game cards downloaded. Everybody has their game cards either downloaded, ready to go on a computer, or screenshotted onto their phone. Chuck's a grunts. Yeah, but Beck is not a content creator. Beck is technically not a content creator. He's just a Discord moderator, I think. I don't know. I have to double check. Beck, are you even allowed to win? He is a volunteer. I'm pretty sure he's allowed to play. Pretty sure he's allowed to play. He says, not a content creator, just a volunteer. Yeah, we're going to let him play. Listen, if we're going to let him play. It's not It's not as though he's got the absolute best odds. He's got the very first guess in the game. Beck, are you on voice, or would you like to play in text? <laughs> Dur says, he keeps L-cars open. Let him play. All right, Beck, we're going to play in text today. We are letting him play. Absolutely. Beck deserves to play. And here it is, ladies and gentlemen. Battleship. There's 100 squares on the game, Beck. I hope you have your game card ready. And I would invite you to go ahead and make the game's very first guess. The very first guess, Beck, belongs to you. Beck says B1. Beck says B1. Let's see what we got right here behind guess number B1. Find ourselves the clue and hit the button. Here we go. Ah, that is a miss. That is a miss. Okay, that's all right. B1. I'm marking it right now. That's a miss. Sorry. But we got another one. Now, normally, guys, we got a little bit carried away with the interview. But normally, we're not going to uh, we're not going to take them both at the same time. We're going to spread them out a little bit. But for today, let's go ahead and do it. Let's find our second player. Beck, thank you for being a contestant. 
you are not on the winner's list, which means you're allowed to play again. If we draw you next week, here you go. Let's find our second winner. The Bear. Congratulations to you, The Bear. Where is he? Where is The Bear? Oh, what happened? You yeah, hit the wrong button, apparently. Okay. The Bear. Congratulations to you. Is he here? Is he here? The Bear. I don't see him typing. We'll give him a few seconds. Uh-oh. Is he sleeping? Somebody says he might be Rich, sleeping. did he pass out again? <laughs> did, he, did he actually fall asleep? Oh, no. Hey, we'll give him a second. We'll give him a second, and then we'll let him play. Yeah, Wardon wants to know where his base is then. If the bear is sleeping, we need to go find his base. <laughs> He's probably unshielded. Oh, we might need to go find it. Going to count down from 10 in my head. Oh, no. Man, what are the odds? I see him typing. I see him typing. He says, hey, he's driving. Well, Bear, congratulations to you. The game is Battleship. All I need you to do is pick a coordinate. Pick a coordinate. You could win. We just got to get your guess, buddy. The Bear says D4. D4. Let's find out what we got here. D4. Ah, that's not it, ladies and gentlemen. That is also a miss. D4 is a miss. Well, there it is. There are two players for this episode. Two squares down. All right, you guys go ahead and mark those off on the list. Two squares are eliminated. So uh, there you go. Okay. All you got to do is keep up with your guesses. Ah, the ships are not being moved, I promise. <laughs> Artvark says, don't move the ships. They are not being moved. I can promise you that. Guys, uh, that is probably going to about do it. Yeah, it, it, Haven says, thanks so much for the editable scorecard. That came from Sinclair. So thank you very, very much, Sinclair. Appreciate that. Uh, a lot of people have talked about how much they really, really like that. Pico says, that's super nice. Um, so really, really appreciate it. Sinclair says, 98 squares on the wall. 98 squares on the wall. Yep, we got two down and 98 to go. All you guys got to do is find yourselves a couple of hits and the game will go a lot faster. So uh, there you go. Devs, uh, the editable scorecard, uh, the editable game card is in the contest and rules room, okay? Uh, Mistress of Mayhem says, I can't figure out how to edit mine. You have to do it in a PDF editor, okay? Uh, so pretty much just on your PC, like in Adobe Reader or something like that is where you guys, he says it has to be used in, in, in Acrobat, okay? So you guys can pass it all around, but it does have to be, uh, the editable one has to be done in a PDF um, yeah, uh, so, right. I'm with you, Fox. Assimilated Fox says, I just drew on mine. See, I printed one out and drew on it. Edited, editable? Yeah, Pops, I can't even say that word. Edited, editable. I can't do it. Uh, Epic Neo says it also works in Microsoft Edge. I know, Haven. I am absolutely old school. I had to print it out. I had to print it out. Okay, uh, Snake Eyes, do we have anything else to get to, or are we, uh, are we about good? What a great Sunday evening episode. I appreciate you guys. Thank you all so very much for being here. But I think that's about, uh, I think that's about it. 
Cool. All right. Pops, thank you. Appreciate it very much. Guys, I do, of course, I mentioned the Patrons program. I want you guys to be sure and uh, check that out. Visit our website at www.talkingtrekstfc.online to get information about the Patrons Club, but also to find a direct link to our merchandise store. Okay, Inside that merchandise store, you're going to see wonderful, amazing, epic products, and they're available at a very affordable price. All right, you guys make sure and go in and check that out. Thank you guys so very much for being here. Of course, do want to say a very special thank you to all of our gold patrons. Let me pull them up and go down the list. Of course, thank you very much to Gregor, to Gala's Pet, Venkman, I Beglin, Big Country, Trash Panda, Doom, Hank, the airlock you go, and Chuck's a grunt. Thank all of these guys for your gold sponsorship. Appreciate it very, very much. Pops, Dark Lord, The Big Rob, Darth Skywarp, Mr. Fusion, Stevens Aaron, Morath, JB, Ahab, Energy, and Fukum. Guys, thank you guys all very, very much for your gold sponsorship. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys. Hi, I bombed you. Thorn, Virtual Army, Wardod, Cobra, Retalion, Jayberg, Assimilated Fox. Thank you guys very much for your gold sponsorships. Morgul, DJ Gurr, Red 2, Anhani, Just Skippy, Aceus, and Azrael. Thank you guys so very, very much. I appreciate it. Thank you guys. These are the gold sponsors Fucking Heck Live, and you too can join the club and get amazing bonus content in the form of our after-party room. Plus, we send out coupons and do all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah, we're going to be helping these guys out. We appreciate you guys all very much, and thank you for being a part of the show. Absolutely. My name is Ultimate DJs. Talking Trek Live is a registered trademark and recorded in front of a live studio audience for distribution across all major podcast platforms. Yeah, I almost forgot what I was saying there. Sinclair says, good, informative show. Thank you very much. I want to thank our very special guest tonight, Elcars 2.0, a Discord administrator and Elcars bot founder, creator, Fartasia. Thank you. I want to thank, in absence... Skipper, uh, Skipper, Ripper. <laughs> I was reading Skippy's comment. Ripper, thank you for very much uh, for all the work that you do and everything that you contribute to the show. Thank you to your executive producer, Snake Eyes, who keeps everything running on a clock in here. And thank you, the listener, the community. Thank you very much for you being a part of the show and being here on your Sunday night. Don't forget, right after the show, you can jump down into the after-party room for some more shenanigans and lots of fun hanging out. My name is Ultimate DJs. I bid you adieu for tonight. We'll see you Wednesday. Love you, mean it. Bye-bye.